According to everything I read in both women's and health magazines, those must be right, right? I can look forward to obesity, diabetes, and horrible skin. That's my prognosis should I continue to indulge in my food addiction. I'd like to blame it on the new money, i.e. money I'm now earning on my own as opposed to the money my parents have had to float me until recently. But even when I had no money, I still found a way to satiate my appetite for eating out. It's probably my mom's fault. After 18 years of being limited to fast food Fridays, and sometimes Saturdays, I became obsessed with dining out. All the kids and teens in television had those hangout spots where they ate after-school junk food, the Max, the Peach Pit, the Honker Burger, the list goes on. Denied that as a kid, I lived for social eating, and sometimes solo social eating. If people are around, people on my television included, that qualifies as social eating in my book. If conversation is something I dread, eating is something I look forward to. I wake up excited for breakfast, which is hands down my favorite meal of the day. Sometimes at dinner, I fantasize about what I'm going to eat for breakfast the next morning. If it's the weekend, then I'll spend an hour or two reading glowing Yelp reviews as I research new brunch places. That's just my life. Even during my financially challenged days, when my fridge was practically empty, I always had an abundance of either milk or eggs, both on a pay week, which meant cereal, omelets, and or pancakes were always an option. And during those super lazy and broke breakfast moments, when all I had were slices of bread and eggs, French toast. The homemade variety is a rare breakfast indulgence for me, as my mom treated French toast as a food of last resort using the ends of the bread loaves she kept in the freezer for Thanksgiving stuffing to make hers. It was good, but I've definitely bitten into some freezer-burned French toast, much to my offense. Moving to Los Angeles instigated another present-day fatty food obsession. Mexican food. Tortillas and beans and cheese, oh my! So much cheese, so many nachos, So many artery-clogging, delectable, filling foods that don't even exist in Mexico. Whoever concocted these Mexican treats, I love you. Food is my destination, my journey, my reward, my friend. If only my metabolism matched that of the skinny, crackhead-bodied girls of my high school, how lucky they were. Many of them grew up to be the women who, even when pregnant, looked as if they had only protruding Tic Tacs in their stomachs. Women who consumed food regardless of starch or sugar content without gaining an ounce. If my self-esteem weren't directly correlated to my BMI, my love affair with food would be positively nurturing. I could flaunt my love affair on Facebook and Instagram without shame, posting pictures of myself cuddled up with food. It would be a beautiful life. But alas, in reality, I'm in a self-inflicted abusive relationship. I'm that thirsty girl who constantly checks for her man, wondering about his whereabouts, desperate to see him again. Ironically, if I treated my food like I did my real-life relationships, I'd eat only when hungry. With my true love, food, I embarrass myself to no end to get its attention. As a result, my weight has fluctuated my entire life. In my high school and college years, I was in the plus or minus 10 pounds range. In the latter half of my 20s, I've been more along the lines of the plus or minus 30 pounds range. What the hell is that? Why do I deserve that? Because as we women age, our hormones change. Is that it?
Motherfuck you, nature. As I write this, sipping on a vanilla milkshake from the melt, I'm currently stretching the seams of the plus 30 end of the spectrum, and it is truly disgusting. I've resolved many times to force myself to get a grip, exercise, and eat right. Don't turn into Kirstie Alley is my personal mantra. As of late, I can last for six days maximum before I wild the fuck out. There's always a social gathering, an event, a Red Lobster commercial to expose my thinly veiled self-promises for what they really are. Pathetic lies. I have a plethora of self-esteem-damaging stories that should have put me on the straight and narrow path toward weight loss. And for a brief moment, they probably did. Like the time in seventh grade when my grandfather was set to pick me up.